the following podcast may have, uh, what would you say it would have, Jesse? Swear words. Is that cousin? Yeah, that's cousin. Yeah, cousin. Yeah. Southern, for your southernese, it would be cousin. Yeah. Uh, may have things that you don't want to hear, then I have to ask why you're listening to it. But, uh, to each his own, so, um. I, I say we should change something. What I don't think we, we should say may have swear words because you and I, there's no may, I don't think. This is true. <laughs> so let's just go ahead and say um, you've been warned. Yep. You listen at your own risk. The blind the blind. Nine, nine. Uh, hey, everybody, this is Richard. Um, once again, without Jesse, and I, I think the... The Holy One above that I don't have him again. Um, not really. Jesse's a good guy, but you know we pick back and forth at each other. But this is the Blind Knights podcast, the unofficial, official yet yeah, unofficial podcast of the Knights of the Braille community. And um, I have a special guest with me here today. Uh, I was, I don't know if um, chosen or just you know thrown there at the end or how you want to put it but um had the pleasure of being on his podcast a couple of weeks ago as of this recording um and uh chad introduce yourself what's up rich how you doing my friend doing good doing good hot uh, just like it was last time <laughs> yeah same it's been raining here we're in the middle of hurricane season so it's a lot of thunderstorms so a lot of humidity um so 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 that's not fun but <laughs> anyways um it's good to be here uh unofficial official i think that's cool i think that's cool that's you should go with that unofficial official podcast that's a fun little title <laughs> i think uh, i think we keep that and we throw it in there once in a while whenever you know <laughs> usually whenever my head gets too big and i think i got all the power in the mm. in the not to the real world you know we'll, we'll throw that around um yeah, but yeah. you know, I had the pleasure of being on your podcast. Um, I said a couple of weeks ago, um, time seems to drag by whenever you sweat. And then, you know, at nighttime, you cool off, so you come back to yourself. <laughs> um, but it's probably like a week and a half or so ago. But uh, tell, yeah. us, uh, tell us about your podcast, Chad. Yeah, and um, before we get started, cool thing is, is you're going to be the debut episode for season two. Um, so no pressure or anything. But, um, yeah, that was a fun recording. I was happy to be able to sit down with you guys and uh, – looking forward to some stuff that we have planned um, for the near future. But uh, anyways, my name is Chad Balton. I am the host of Hindsight is 20 slash 200. It's a disability podcast that I started back in March of this year. And it was basically just a continuation of my work that I was doing as a public um, speaker, as well as a fundraiser for an organization here in South Florida called Southeastern Guide Dogs, which uh, trains guide dogs for the visually impaired and uh, service dogs for our veterans that served in the U.S. military. So once I lost my job to the COVID pandemic, I just kind of wanted to continue servicing the community and making a difference and an impact in some way that I knew possible. And you know, it seemed like talking and speaking was kind of, you know, a good thing that I had going on. Um, so I just thought, you know what, uh, I'm going to start my podcast. So yeah, started the podcast in March of this year and we've uh, been up, up and away ever since. Awesome. Um, something that um, I didn't realize until I listened to the podcast uh, of you where you were on um, the two brothers or uh, Seesaw, excuse me. Yeah, um, love the Seesaw guys. Uh, I also went to that school. Um, okay southeastern uh 
had a great time there. Um, met some people that, you know, I kept in contact with for a little bit, but a, mm-hmm. a great place. Um, it was for me. Uh, it was near, if I remember right, the Tropicana factory. Yeah, 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 yeah it was, yeah. Which, which is great for, for me because I'm like an orange juice junkie, <laughs> you know. I'm like, just just hook me up and, and we'll be good. <laughs> but, uh, you know, great, great place and you know good memories there yeah but, uh, yeah a lot of fondness for the um you know i went through there as well of course back in uh, 2014 to get my own guide dog um who's still with me today he uh he only has about a year left they don't have to retire because he's been working for about eight and a half years now so he's at that point where it's you know the age requirement for retiring so if he chooses so he'll work for one more year and then it'll just be rest and relax for the rest of his life but yeah it's been a lot of fun to be able to not only go through the school but um then see my sister go through the school as well and get her guide dog but uh i got to see her go through the school while i was working so that was kind of really cool to you know as an employee see your own sibling go through and then get the guide dog as well Oh yeah, awesome, awesome! Like I said, I really enjoyed the place. Um, mm-hmm. I was actually going to college when whenever I went there and was taking online classes in their little computer area. It was little <laughs> at the time that I went. Yeah, um, when did you go? Uh, back in I want to think two thousand six, seven, somewhere along in there. Okay, wow, yeah, that's way before me. So. Yeah, it's still in the old. (laughs) Well, no, the funny thing is, is like you you say that because um, all of that stuff that you and I, you know, stayed on, like it's no longer there. They've um, completely torn it down and put up new buildings. So the building that you and I probably stayed through um, is now a parking lot. They have like this whole new student center. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Why do people got to go and change stuff? Just leave it alone. <laughs> you know? Well, the rooms are a lot nicer. So, I mean, I guess that's kind of a plus. Oh, yeah. Um, that, that can happen. Funny, <laughs> funny story is, you know, you have to wash your own clothes there. And, mm-hmm, or at least whenever mm-hmm. I went. Well, I kept, kept looking for something. And, and thank goodness I don't wear like embarrassing underwear or anything because it had <laughs> fell out of the uh, dryer. And I didn't realize it until I went to looking for it. And then this nice, sweet lady said, um, I think these are yours. <laughs> You know, <laughs> but uh, it, it's all good. Um, the joys of being visually impaired. I'm telling you, you know, <laughs> thankfully it wasn't nothing too embarrassing, and they were they were new and weren't like my usual air conditioning southern underwear. You know, <laughs> but um, tell us, Chad. I mean, you talked a little bit back and forth about tabletop gaming and mm-hmm. your experience with it, and I don't usually ask a lot of hosts this or you know guests. Um, but we have a segment on here, your favorite moment. Do you happen mm. to have a favorite moment in uh, your experiences with tabletop games? Yes. Yeah, so I've only been actually participating um, in actual tabletop for about two years now. Um, mm-hmm. But I've known about Dungeons and Dragons, you know, and tabletop RPGs for a long time. You know, uh, I'm a big gamer and I'm a big, you know, high fantasy fan. So, you know, Lord of the Rings and stuff like that, I'm, I'm huge into. So I've always known about it, but I just never had the confidence to join a game, especially back when I was in high school and middle school. Right. So um, I'm kind of late in the game, but I, I know a lot. You know, I'm, I'm a big listener of Critical Role. Um, I, I love their campaigns and everything they do. Um, so I started 
Yeah, about last year, um, I had a, I was working for a reemployment office while I was just trying to find out what I was going to do after losing my job with Southeastern because of the pandemic. And one of the employees there is a huge, huge fan of D&D. And she's done a couple of campaigns. She's been a DM for a number of campaigns. And um, she just had a bunch of people in her office. And she thought, you know, what would be cool if we could do like a lunch break and every like two lunch breaks of the week, we get together and we do a session. So um, I created my character through D&D Beyond. And at the time, I didn't know that it was accessible through voiceover. So when I started playing, I was like, okay, so someone's going to need to help me roll. I'm going to need to help someone help me do the, um, you know, the checks. So, you know, I know what my charisma and everything is. Um, And then, you know, as we were playing through maybe like the the second or third week, I found that, oh, it works with voiceover. So I can do everything myself. So it was cool to like discover as I was playing that I could use the D&D Beyond app to manage everything myself and actually play the game without anyone helping me. But I say my favorite moment, because um, it's a funny moment, it's, it's, it wasn't a good moment, but looking back, it's just hilarious. Um, we were doing our very first quest, and we had to go get, I think it was Lavender from a Magic Glade, um, and we're approaching the Glade, and it's me, um, two other members, um, and then I had uh, a character sheet created for uh, a wolf, Cause I wanted, cause I'm a ranger. So I wanted my companion to be a wolf so that I can kind of have that be my guide dog in the game with me. So I had a wolf companion named Andros created. So we found a spreadsheet and, you know, kind of gave him his stats and his roles based off of it. Sweet. And yeah, so that was really fun. So we're going through um, the glade. Um, we're about to go to get the laver and then we get attacked by, I think it was like two, like, pairs or something i can't remember what what they were but we get attacked and all of a sudden of course it's you know first combat so we're all like all right let's see how this goes and what do you know it both of my companions get incapacitated because the rule was since we're all kind of new no deaths so if you if you basically drop the zero you're incapacitated um so basically it was just me and andros um my wolf companion and um, I could not get any good rolls. Like I kept getting like as minimum damage as you could think possible. But the funny thing is, is that Andros, um, he kept getting high rolls. So both my companions are incapacitated. I'm about to be incapacitated. And lo and behold, um, through the combined um, wits and strength of my teeny tiny rolls and my guide dogs or my wolf companions, amazing rolls, we were able to defeat both of the, uh, I think they were bears. Um, and, and then basically we had to um, revive my incapacitated uh, companion so that we can complete the quest. Um, so that was really frustrating because it's just like, wow, I can't get any good rolls. And then the same time I'm rolling for my companion and he's, he ends up saving the day. So that, you know, that was kind of fun. That's probably like the highlight of the of me playing so far. It's just that first, you know, taste of combat and then realizing oh wow so this can be super frustrating really quickly because if you just get shit rolls after shit rolls then <laughs> you can't do anything and then just to be standing there as you're doing rolls for your made-up wolf companion that's supposed to be you know substituting your guide dog in game and your, your guide dog's getting better rolls than you the actual person that's kind of you know funny so you know i just look back to that and chuckle just being like if it wasn't for me 
creating a character sheet for my guide dog, we would have all died and failed the quest. Uh, what I gather from that entire story, everybody that's listening, is the wolf had a ranger companion. You know, <laughs> and the wolf took over there. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was, I was, yeah, he, he got a big stake when we made it back to the tavern, that's for sure. <laughs> Uh, so you were the sidekick and Andrews was the, the pretty much he saved the day. It was just hilarious. Like we all got terrible roles. And then of course one companion drops, then the other, and then I'm getting low on health and I'm just like, are we really going to fail the first quest? And then nope. But um, we would have, if we didn't have that one companion. Uh, and the thing is, um, I'm, you know, at first level, you are really squishy. In fact, probably for the first couple of levels, yeah. you are. Um, in the opening session that I ran with uh, Ryman the Frost Maiden, uh, two of the characters dropped to zero hit points. Mm. Um, and, you know, me being nice, I let them find something so they could come back, you know, because mm-hmm. it is first level character, and I understand that. Um, but you know, they seem to get a little upset that I helped them out and they wanted it to be straight up, you know, legit. Yeah. Okay. Uh-huh. No problem with that. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I have no problem killing the character if it comes to it. Yeah. Uh, we've, um, in this new campaign that I'm running with them, uh, pretty much the same group. We, uh, I told them, look, you get the zero, you're not incapacitated. You're dead, dead. So, yeah. you know, you get the zero, you're that's it. You yeah, permit, 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 death basically, new character. Yeah, um, yeah, it brings a lot of intensity to uh, the game, which I think is a good thing. But mm-hmm. you know, every, for new players, though, it can be kind of intimidating because you're just like, oh, wow, I found the first quest and now I have to create a new character. <laughs> and, and it would be over, it could be overwhelming. Mm-hmm. You know, I wouldn't necessarily play that way with mm-hmm. um, noobs or newbies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but, you know, with the more experienced players, it's like, look, y'all played, you know, this mm-hmm. for a while. It's, uh, it's time to get real, if you know mm-hmm. what I mean. You know, yeah. well, you know what I think was funny, though, also about that, because I just remembered what was even more hysterical is um, our DM. Um, had one of the characters had a, an ability that would allow them to restore health, but they also could never get the role to restore health. So that also added an, like an added element of uh, hystericalness to it because it's just like here I'm getting bad rolls. The wolf companion is doing all the damage, and then my companion that can basically revive herself can't revive herself because she's also getting bad rolls. So that was that was also an added element where we're just we all just couldn't. We couldn't stop laughing the entire time this is happening. And that, that's the beauty of, of rolling dice is I mean, <laughs> your fate and everything that you do is up to what lands. Um, mm-hmm. you, you can have these spectacular and grandiose ideas. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, everybody, that was Richard using a big word. You know, <laughs> I get my daily email. But um, <laughs> and then you roll it and you get like a two. Uh, yeah. Like, yeah. That's not going to happen. You know, but I mean, tabletop games in general are a lot of fun. I've played mm-hmm. a lot of D and D, but I also look, you know, to other, you know, tabletop games as well because mm-hmm. there's so, so many of them mm-hmm. out there. Um, but what's what's one thing that gets Chad into playing tabletop games? <laughs> um, I think it's just you know. Well, I mean, definitely a drink helps. <laughs> right. You know, that kind of loosens me up a little bit, but um. I think it's just the fact that um, I can nerd out 
um, as much as I want and not be treated as like a geek or a weirdo because, you know, most of like my daily interactions are with people that otherwise probably don't really entertain the idea of playing a game of D&D or um, they played video games growing up, but, you know, now they're old, so they don't play them anymore. Um, so for me, it's always like, I'm a kid at heart. I'll be like on my deathbed, probably dressed in like cartoon pajamas or something, you know, I just, I just feel like I'm never going to truly grow up. So for me, you know, I'll be 30 next year. So it's just, it's, it allows me to continue to enjoy um, a sense of wonder and imagination that uh, I've always loved and that has always been kind of instilled in me since I was a very young kid. So for me, it's kind of, you know, the ability to never kind of really let go of that child in me because I'm just a complete man baby. <laughs> so, yeah, I just love, you know, being able to throw myself into a role and not be judged for, you know, enveloping that character because I know everybody else there is, you know, the same way. Um, so, yeah, it's something that I really like about d and that really, like, allows me to get into a role, even if, you know it can be like an embarrassing role. Um, like the first time I played D&D, I was immediately like um, put into like this romantic relationship with like a, one of the DM's characters. And it was kind of embarrassing at first because it's just like, okay, I've got to act like, you know, lovey-dovey or something like this and, you know, reciprocate or, you know, one side that, you know, the, you know, unreciprocated, you know. So that can be a little bit embarrassing, but then just like, you know, eventually you just realize that, you know, uh, you're not going to be looked at weird if you, you know, go with it. So, you know, right. I, I just like that about D&D. It's just like there's, there's no judgment. It's all about the fun and it's all about the adventure and then just, you know, your imagination. You know, the game is what you allow it to be. Yeah, and, it, you know, it's it's all about the imagination and having mm-hmm. fun. And, you know, you can do that with any other tabletop game as well. But mm-hmm. you, you brought up the, the love interest there. Um, <laughs> and I have to say, we had a player, Jesse, who co-hosts this with me. Um, he had a Luxodon. Well, mm-hmm. he he had to miss one session. I, I believe is how it started off. Or the bard, you know, picking at him, started it maybe. Said that he had uh, sexual relations with a Yeti that they had, had fought. And, you know, as the campaign went on, um, they they developed the story. And then there was a Yeti Dawn that was a mix between a Yeti and a Luxodon that was roaming the, the <laughs> woods and, the you know, the area up there. And, and he kept denying it. You know, and I, I would pick at him a little bit about it here and there. But in, in the back of my mind, you know, I waited for like one of those sessions that's, that's going to be fairly boring, not a lot happening. Mm-hmm. You know, things are tense and boom i popped up the yeti dawn that showed up you know <laughs> and it's i mean it was lots and lots of fun yeah you know um and, and and jesse ran with it and the more that he denied it you know the, the wilder the stories got of course <laughs> you know but it, it's a ton of fun to mm-hmm. to be able to use your imagination and, and to go out there and basically just let your guard down and mm-hmm. you know just just roll with roll with the dice basically it's mm-hmm. a good way to say it yeah that's something i was nervous with when i did my first campaign it was like letting my guard down and just rolling with that and because it's just like you're like okay so i've got to you know 
reciprocate or, you know, I'm in this romantic relationship and I don't know, like, you know, like how am I supposed to, you know, deal with this, but it's just, you know, just, you know, go in there and just let it, let everything be as it is. And, you know, it is what it is. And, you know, I just think, you know, if, you know, you can just be comfortable and know that you're not going to be judged for anything you say or how you decide to accept or deny the romantic relationship that yeah. is created from the DM. Um, you know, it, it can be fun and as awkward as you allow it to be. So it's just like, you know, it's only awkward if you make it awkward. So that's something that I definitely learned through my first campaign is to, you know, just, you know, understand that it's only going to be uncomfortable if you make it uncomfortable and it, it can be fun. If, like you said, you just allow it to be fun. Exactly. Um, you know, you, you that's my first rule of mm-hmm. session rules that I have is everybody needs to have fun. Mm-hmm. If you're not having fun, then either I'm doing something wrong or this group or campaign just doesn't fit your play style. Mm-hmm. You yeah. Know? Um, and no hard feelings if anybody wants to leave or anything, mm-hmm. because the way I DM and the way that my group plays is not for everybody. Just mm-hmm. like you know, somebody else's group wouldn't be for me. Right. It happens that way. Um, but uh, I do want to talk a little bit about your podcast. But before we get into that, I ask people for their reading recommendations. You sound like a very intelligent person. <laughs> so I'm assuming that you read a pretty good bit, or at least I hope so, or else I'm going to sound like a dumb dumb here. But uh, uh, do you have a book that you'd recommend for us to read? I mean, I, I definitely have read quite a lot. Um, and I still, you know, kind of read here and now, um, you know, one of my favorite books of all time, um, you know, I don't know how people feel about Dan Brown, of course, you know, I'm talking about like the Da Vinci Code, Mm -hmm. The Last Symbol, um, but one of my absolute favorite books of all time is probably a little lesser known one of his is called The Digital Fortress. Um, it has to do all about coding, um, it's more so IT based. But it also has like the elements that you get from like the Da Vinci Code and the last symbol or angels and demons, you know, like the murder mystery kind of thing. Um, It's been a long time since I read it, but basically it has to do with this group of, you know, you know, IT people that work for like the CIA and they have like all these codes and basically someone is like threatening to destroy the world. Um, and they have to solve all of these like digital codes that are being sent their way. And the cool thing is, is like you can actually go through and solve them on your own if you'd like. And at the very end of the book, there's this one final code that you have to kind of um, unravel yourself using like, you know, what you've learned through the book. So it's a really, really cool book. If you're like definitely like an IT kind of tech guy or person. I would highly recommend it because it, it's really, really cool how it blends all of like the digital aspects of, you know, cyber security and cyber warfare, but also with like actual murder mystery elements too. It's hands down one of my favorite books that I, I've ever read. Sweet. I'm definitely going to have to check that out because I love, yeah. love stuff like that. Yeah. I'm not smart enough to figure it out, but I still <laughs> enjoy reading them. Uh-huh. Um, but uh since we got a few more minutes here, um, tell us a little bit about your podcast, what you do, and you know, if, if you have a favorite guest, we don't want you to mention that because they could get upset if they listen to <laughs> this. But no, nah, um, but just tell us about what you do and um, some of the guests that you have had on your podcast. 
Yeah, yeah. So um, if anyone's interested at checking it out, it's on um, Anchor, um, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. Hindsight is 20 slash 200. So 200 slash 200. So hindsight is 20 slash 200. Um, it started out as just a visually impaired podcast, but um, I wanted to do more than just talk about visual impairments because I, I'm someone who likes to learn and I want to discuss with as many of the communities that are out there when it comes to disability. So I changed it to be a disability podcast. So talk to the visually impaired, you know, motor neural, sensory, cognitive, just the entire universal, you know, kind of thing. Because I just like to learn as because I can only offer my perspective as a visually impaired person. I can't really talk about anyone else's, um, you know, lived experience. So right. I've had some amazing guests on. Um, you know, I've had the two blind brothers. They, they, they were great. I've had Sam CV of the blind life. Um, of course I've had you and Knights of the Braille. Um, I've had, you know, access your life, which is a great company out of the UK, which helps, um, people with motor neural disabilities find the right, um, wheelchairs or power chairs for them, but also make it affordable because, you know, learning from him, um, Felix, that is the owner and founder you know, it's not easy to find those that are affordable um, right. and find the right one with the right information. So that was a really interesting one. Um, one that I really, really enjoyed was his name is Eric Wickstrom of IDC and talking and learning about the history of audio description, kind of getting an understanding of how audio description actually started in the beginning and then moving forward, how he's helped further it along and bring more visually impaired actors to actually doing the voiceover and narrations in like series that are on Netflix. So that was a really, really good one. I, I learned a lot from it. Um, but yeah, we've had a lot of amazing guests and, you know, season one is still wrapping up and season two will launch in July. And of course, like I said, uh, Knights of the Braille will be the first episode. So it'll be the, you know, episode one of season two. So hopefully for those that are listening that would like to uh, hear our conversation, we'll make sure to check it out when it's available. Exactly. And I mean, you know, we know that I was your favorite guest. So <laughs> that's why I didn't want anybody else, you know, to, to get their feelings hurt or anything. <laughs> but um, Chad, uh, it's, it's been great to, mm -hmm. uh, to have you on here. I mean, it was a lot of fun being on your podcast and mm -hmm. you know we'll definitely do it again and yeah for all those um who are listening we are in the works with uh some other people to introduce some people to you know D and mm -hmm. um really really looking forward to that and i i promise you know if you get down to zero you don't die, die. <laughs> you know we'll, we'll let y'all have some death saving throws <laughs> and i can just hear my group just sign you know like oh yeah let them have it but it'll, um, it'll be fun to see how the the seesaw guys adapt to it and see how they do um yeah we uh and the one that we did i usually go over a scene you know mm -hmm. For something like that and and described it to them and they chose dark and i give them two totally different scenes uh we should have enough time here uh chad i, I love to improv so uh give me an environment and uh i will give you an improv scene on the spur of the moment <laughs> all right let's say we are at a uh, port town we've just rolled in from a long voyage overseas, uh, we had to fight a Kraken. Um, one of our companions got hurt, so now we have made it into Port Town, and uh, 
We're trying to make sure our companion does not perish and leave us for beyond the grave. And uh, we also need to find provisions as we are still traveling. Excellent. As the ship uh, creaks in the wind tied to the dock, the sails are furled. Um, are rolled up so that the wind does not catch them. The anchor is also down and secured in um, the rock or land underneath the water. Two people help your captain off of the ship. Um, he is missing a hand. Uh, that is what the Kraken had for an appetizer. And he, the bloody stump is still bleeding through the bandages as he walks off of the ship with help. As you make it to the end of the dock, you see the wives and families of the sailors that are there and you hear the scream of his daughter and wife as they arrive up there. Mm. Thankfully, she is a healer and is able to stop the blood flow, but will he still be able to captain the ship is the question. Mm. Uh, the first mate's brother-in-law is a dwarven blacksmith and is able to create a working hook with several hooks similar to a hand mm -hmm. that um, he is able to clinch with leather straps and all tied to the back of his elbow or uh, tricep. He's able to clinch or unclinch it with his other hand. And eventually nice. he may can find a magician who can, you know, work it and make it work with his brain waves. Mm. That's uh, too far in the future. And this is just a <laughs> short um, excerpt here. But you all had defeated the Kraken, um, managing to get the majority of its body up on the ship at for stores due to the hide being highly prized and valuable. However, you did not know that you were being tracked by a necromancer who was able oh. to bring the Kraken back to life in the quaint little seaport town. Ooh. So let's leave it there. Ah, let's leave it there. <laughs> no, it had to be a part of our actual campaign, man. <laughs> um, I love love improv, and I did not in the beginning, but I I really enjoy it now. I've gotten a lot mm. more confident with that. Yeah, you're good. Um, uh, I appreciate it. I, I don't think I'm that good, but most DMs, you know, don't think they are that good. Mm -hmm. You know, we are our own worst critics after mm. all. But. Yeah. I do appreciate it. Um, that's where I'm going to leave it. And uh, right. we'll see if it makes its way into the uh, the one shot or, you know, two sessions that we might have to do um, with uh, our uh, friends and cohorts and co-workers and co-inhabitants yeah. of the blind community. Um, I'm looking forward to it. I really am. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, we, I hope so. It'll be mm -hmm. a lot of, I, it'll be definitely exposure. Um, mm -hmm. You know, I hope y'all have fun with it talking to some of my group uh sometimes mm -hmm. they have a lot of fun but then whenever i i pull out some punches they uh yeah that was that was intense you know <laughs> but, uh, it's all good um chad how can everybody reach you as we get ready to close out this episode yeah so um i'm always on twitter um it's at two zero two zero zero hindsight all one word at 2200 hindsight if you ever want to email me, you can send an email to cmbouton, c-m-b-o-u-t-o-n at yahoo.com. 
Um, so send me an email. I'm always happy to respond again, Twitter. I'm always on Twitter. So just, you know, send me a DM or tag me. Um, I'll respond as quickly as I can. And then again, if you want to listen to the podcast, Apple, Spotify, Anchor, Hindsight is 20 slash 200. Thank you. Thank you, sir. As always, you can find me on Twitter at Braille Knights and at my personal account, which is at Richard Veen. 83 uh you can email me knights of the braille at gmail.com and we also have our facebook um it's in a facebook group knights of the braille uh look us up on discord um at uh braille knights and uh, don't ask me to tell you the numbers because i don't remember my own <laughs> um but uh, look us up out there join us have fun and uh yeah everybody have a good one and remember to like, share, and subscribe. This episode is brought to you by the Knights of the Braille and is made possible through the support of viewers such as you. Please remember to like, share, and subscribe to get all of the latest information and episodes. Thank you.